Hello, and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I am so glad to have you on today. I have um, a confession that I may be spending more time laughing during this conversation than we are talking about serious business. So, (laughs) Julie Kurd, welcome to the show. Thank you, Priscilla. It's great to be here. Yeah, well, Julie and I spent a lot of time um, laughing over Zoom, so that kind of explains the whole relationship. Quite true. <laughs> but it's so cool because we actually met through this podcast, and so let's kick off talking about that, and then I'm going to kind of do a little reversal. Then I'm going to go talk about you and let people know who you are, but tell me a little bit about, you know, you reached out to me. We had collided into each other constantly on social media because we were exchanging ideas that we were hearing on different podcasts, not only mine, but a lot of them in the industry. So tell me a little bit about your love for podcasts and then we'll kind of start the show. (laughs) So true. So true. So I, when the pandemic hit in mid-March, we all came home and we were doing our crazy thing. I started walking. I like Priscilla, like you. (laughs) I have to dump my energy every morning because I have a lot of it, right? And so I started walking four miles a day. And then in about July, I started also, I'll call it jogging. (laughs) I went from couch to 5k. And all of this, I call that I call that wogging, just so you know, because that's what I do. I walk jog, but so if you want that term, you can have it. (laughs) I walk jog, exactly. Um, That's so, so well said. So, um, Unlike most people who listened to podcasts when they were commuting, and I have a big commute, I head to Boston um, from my suburb here, I actually started going crazy for podcasts during the pandemic. And I would, yeah, I got to know you, Priscilla, because I was jog walking with you. I'd snap a picture, I'd be like, with Priscilla and Katrina jogging down the street, snap. And, uh, and that's how I... That's how I got to know you and the others. Well, tell me a little bit about the other awesome podcasts that you listen to, because you and oh I follow great people, and I love to give you know great podcasters a tee up and uh, a, you know a leg up on my show. So tell me a little bit about some of the other ones you listen to. So I started with Jamin Brazil's uh, Happy Market Research podcast. They're bite sized; they're about thirty minutes, really easy, inviting format. And I was meeting all sorts of people virtually. And because we weren't going and traveling a lot, it was a lot of fun. I moved on to Ponderings from the Perch. I started to listen to uh, some of the other things like Z's um, podcast. I forget the name yeah, of it. Yeah, it's MRX Explorers. Yeah. MRX uh-huh. Explorers, exactly. I, I tried things like... Um, the IX podcast, and there's a whole bunch of new mm-hmm. ones out there. The new mainstream Think Now. That's, that um, is Mario Carrasco. Yeah. Great stuff. I mean, yeah. Here's the line. If you're not doing multicultural research, you're not doing research. I love it. <laughs> that is such a, 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 a podcast full of innovative ideas and really helping change mindset. I agree with you. I love that one. How about SEMA's Data oh. Gurus podcast? Amazing. <laughs> I was on it, but you know, I, I <laughs> love it. all my faves. Yeah. Right? Um, it has something called Inside Out. There's predictable revenue. I'm doing all sorts of different things. I started listening to the McKinsey podcast and really exploring strategy. I love storytelling. So the moth, American story. And then 
I over Christmas, I spent Christmas with Meryl Dubrow listening to his podcast. I wonder I if he knows that. <laughs> he does because I sent him a note. Okay. But uh, I mean, he's doing CEO podcasts that are that are quite amazing too. So everybody's doing them. I, oh, and then I can't forget the Adams. Mm, I know the Adams, the, ride. the, the Dietrich so and Jolly, Jolly. <laughs> yep. um, and the ride is really different because it's an about an hour and fifteen long format. It's kind of like um, Rogan, Joe Rogan, yeah. and it's very, it's a very different format. And three segments, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then if you start to branch out from there. You get to Aja Kieran's and the sixteen ounce canvas and some of the non research productions that researchers have done then right. I go to YouTube oh my god yeah I love it you you've touched on so many of my faves there and I, I will tell you an interesting thing about Seema Vasa is about her uh, data gurus podcast is also that she brings to not only market research but she brings to bear her perspective as um really a uh, an investment opportunity and so the business side is really deep and I can see why you connect with that and why you like the um also the McKinsey and why you're getting into that strategy because that's really your life so let I'm gonna let you before we jump into me telling you what telling everybody who Julie is but you mentioned to me that you have so many questions about me because you listen on my podcast and I just want you to know you listen more my podcast than my mom does so So (laughs) you're officially Okay, so what, about all these children and the homeschooling, I have to know. I mean, you were homeschooling before everybody had to homeschool. Right. Well, I tell you what's interesting. First of all, I don't homeschool the kids. My husband does. Number two, um, what is ironic is that in the year of the pandemic is the first year all of my children went back to school. I remember my kids were in school all through the pandemic and still are, you know, we live, uh, you know, our offices in Joplin, Missouri, but I live in rural Kansas. So, you know, it's a very different situation. I'm on a lot of land. I just, we're not on top of each other. You know, we have experienced the pandemic very differently than most people and been very, very fortunate. Um, But yeah, it's been a very different experience, but the homeschooling was my husband because he's a stay at home dad. And, um, you know, we just said, you have to go to kindergarten in our house. We we don't, we don't teach people how to, you know, how to, how to spell and read and write. I mean, let's let the professionals do that. But once you know the basics, then they were home through different, different years during uh, uh, elementary. And then at some point in middle school, each one of them went back and then high school, obviously completely there. But yeah, it's just a little bit of a different thing. Not many people have the opportunity to have someone at home full time like that. And I'm not great suited for homeschooling, but my husband really is. And I'll give a shout out to that K-12 program, which is amazing and I mean it's it's just it's just been fantastic so that's my that's my answer about homeschooling isn't that weird about the pandemic though it's crazy I mean I can't believe it but I remember that from one podcast and I was like is she really for real the only year another question for you I have one other question so I have we have a fellow Missourian in in um, common and that's Colson Steber oh yes love me some Colson Steber I have known him for maybe nine years but got to really know him in the pandemic. So my question for you is, you mentioned a couple of times in the podcast how you've really gotten to know people deeply. Mm -hmm. And can you tell me an example of that, even in your hiring? I mean, it seems like you 
you're sort of extending all the way through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just uh, got uh, really major wins here. We got um, Chris Keeler-Korchard. Um, she yeah. is has been in the industry for a long time. And actually, she was mentored by Susan Patoyan over at Imagine If. So she came re highly recommended from her. And I was looking for someone to be a content marketing specialist who had market research background, because that is very hard to teach. I can teach you how to do marketing, um, which obviously she knew how to do marketing as well. So that was a bonus. Um, but then um, I just recently hired uh, Madeline Warren. And again, you know, she uh, has been in the sample. Both of them were on the sample side, on the quantitative side, but they were both marketing you know, MR firms. So I'm like, great, come over here, learn our system. And it was really great because actually both of those places that there came, they came from opinions for good and innovate MR. They, it was so lovely. It was such a collaboration. It was, it was wonderful. All of them knew they needed those two girls needed a new step, a new thing and new adventure and they supported it. And I was able to talk with their past employers. I mean, think about how amazing that is to have built relationships where, you know, you can connect and you can do the right thing for people um, and then keep building your, your, you know, your business based on those right things. It's so amazing. But Colson Steber, I knew from before from Insights Association because he such, has such a heart for volunteering. You know? And so I think that's where I just really connect with him. He's a lovely, lovely human, right? But you know, CFR Communications for Research is very interesting too. And because he grew up in the business, and his parents had it and then he took it on. And then, you know, I think that comes with its own special challenges and also its own special responsibilities. So I enjoy talking to him about that. But the other piece of it is that he went niche and went with this ag access. Yeah. And so, you know, ag access is just, it's amazing in what it's doing to reach very, very hard recruits in the agriculture industry and, and like large vet. Yeah. So everybody's so fascinating like that. Someone else I met really well through this, um, Patrick Oslowski and then Kate Wilson. Oh, yeah. You know, I got a lot more connected to her. So names and names. But for those of you listening to this podcast, this just goes to show you listen to podcasts really to expand your horizons. But now all those names that you've heard, go connect with them on LinkedIn. See if you could have an amazing, you know, partnership with someone there. So without further ado, let's talk to Julie Kurd though. <laughs> Instead of me being interviewed. <laughs> you really turned the tables on me, Julie. So, <laughs> so strategy is a word that I think of, you know, when I think of Julie Julie, she works for Chadwick Martin Bailey, and you know she is leading the you know enterprise relationships. So really managing sales. But what I love about it, and every time I talk with you, is that you're looking for the bigger picture. <laughs> you're saying, okay, how can we how can we bring that scope um, out? How can we design something properly um, in order to really transform a brand? And this is where you and I have an overlap is in the marketing strategy. I feel like you come to it, not research for the sake of doing research, but research to say, how is this going to drive this company forward? You know, how is this going to help clients understand their market segments? And how can they identify interesting brand opportunities you know, and, and understand changing attitudes, which I can't think of a more important time right now than really understanding how consumers are identifying with certain brands, how they're changing their identity with certain brands. And really, I love that you have a real emphasis on understanding that path to loyalty. And that is a 
tricky issue right now. Um, it was already getting difficult leading up to the pandemic, but the pandemic really threw a bomb in the idea of customer loyalty. So that's what Chadwick Martin Bailey does. That's what Julie Kurd does there. But Julie, what I'm really interested for my podcast sake is, but what do you bring to that? Why, how are you special in that particular work with these Fortune 500 companies? What is your genius? <laughs> You're a genius, I'm telling you. <laughs> someone thinks that. Someone thinks that. Um, thank you. No, um, I, I don't know. I think DMB's DNA, we, we've been around for 30 plus years. And a lot of the people at the company, there's a whole swath that are brand new first year out of college. And there's a whole swath that have a lot of tenure. I'm in the middle at, at spending like maybe 13 of the last 15 years with CMB. And um, I think that, you know, we, it sounds a little simplistic, but we start with the client. And we put in a system called, um, we used the impacts training approach. I actually worked with 10 colleagues in the industry, interviewed them. They run sales uh, for other companies and learned all about, you know, the Sandler approach and the this approach and the that approach. And um, at the time, CMB was getting acquired by ITA group. And so I interviewed Rob Dana, who's over there. And he's like, oh, we use the impacts approach. It's amazing. And it really was. And so my recommendation was actually, you know, it worked for our whole company, but it also worked at the enterprise level, also at CMB's level. Impacts is like um, out of Minneapolis and they start with the client first. So they have a them, us, it, action approach. It's quite simple, but our salespeople are researchers. Mm. They're seller, they're seller doers. And they need to be good at the client facing work because it's in their DNA. I mean, they're, they're not selling a project. They are in the relationship business. Mm -hmm. And so I think the magic for me is just trying to unlock the magic in other people is like, we're already, that's already fabulous, but how could you be one degree mm. better? <laughs> you know, one degree more, whatever it is you want to be mm -hmm. like resilient, you know, how do you move from being, how do you move your client to focus more on whatever it is, digital, digital journey or, you know, mm -hmm. segmenting so we can actually grow the business. Like, what if they could do it a little bit better, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Well, it explains to me a lot of the energy you have to bring because to go from the seller doer, that, that dance is very difficult and not everybody is cut out for that, to be really honest. But when you're the doer, that does tend to get a little bit myopic. We're just doing this, you know, program without understanding the bigger why. But tell me a little bit about that, you know, you, you all also at, um, at CMB, you also work with clients very, very long-term, right? Yeah, so you right. You really get deep with their business and their strategy. So at what point are you in conversations that are about strategy and business outcomes? And then are you finding that you are having to translate that into what, what needs to be done on the research level? Is that how that works? Yeah, that's a great question. So so it, I, I hate an answer, like it depends, but we are, we are specialists at the art of research and we are generalists at the art of thinking. And so some clients will enlist us in thinking very strategically about their strategic objectives. And we go in and we actually participate 
in you know planning and feed them maybe some working budgets so that they can set up their plan for the year and others might use us you know how it is priscilla like you become one company might think of us as the segmentation company or another as oh no they're the uh you know whatever brand company and and you get pigeonholed individually by by client and so yeah in some cases we do some strategic high visibility uh collaborations i remember you know even just different blue sky in the room can't believe we're in this room <laughs> doing these things it's so exciting mm -hmm. so yeah we do a, a bunch of that mm, i love that well you and i also come together on my mantra which is collaboration is the new competition. So let's shift gears a little oh, bit and talk yeah. about this because you are seeing businesses at a very high level and you know that people are struggling to innovate um, in the midst of a lot of disruption. So you know the business like, you know, side of it where they really have anxiety about it. You're in those rooms yeah. with Fortune 500 companies where they're being, you know, uh, challenged from these startups, you know, and wondering how are they going to get this done? But yet you still have this mindset of getting other people in the industry together to collaborate how we can solve some of these wicked problems. So <laughs> that is absolutely where we're at. So tell me a little bit about what you think of collaboration and why you're doing it. And then we're going to talk specifically about one very cool collaboration you were doing through this pandemic. Okay. Um, so I am sunny by nature. I know you are too. I'm one of those people who vaults out of bed and I'm out, you know, I occupy the one to five exclamation points above the 10 on a 10 <laughs> scale. So, so that gets into the collaboration because I see the world as a world of abundance. Fundamentally, just don't see scarcity. And in a pandemic, that sounds like an absolutely ridiculous thing to say, but the number of silver linings, I think you're going to talk about MRX pros and Jamin mm -hmm. right now. Absolutely. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And it extends beyond that. I mean, the, Cooperation is not about co-opting. It's about unlocking real creativity and and learning from one another and feeling the energy. Yeah, yeah. You, you when you are a person who brings energy, you feel it. Like you sense it coming from other people. Because we do talk about collaboration. We don't also don't want to collaborate just for the sake of collaboration. It has to be very strategic, and it has to be a very good fit. And so I like your approach. I feel like we bring it from the same place. It's like I I want energy to find like energy, right? Yeah. And say absolutely. if you're here for this, then we won't have hangups. Now, of course, you know you're not going to go beyond. And we all have trade secrets, and we all have our special sauce. Or right. Whatever. That's fine. That's not what we're talking about. But this idea of abundance, of giving someone else a leg up, and having a broader conversation, and being transparent about you know where your firm is struggling and what you really do well is so key. But where you touched on in this MRX pros, I am going to jump on this because Jamin Brazil did a great job through this pandemic, but you were his gal Friday, if I might say, because you came onto it and really helped, you know, make it bloom. And I cannot even tell you maybe 20, 25, 26 conversations of people tell me, oh, blah, 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 the MRX pros. <laughs> and it was really, you know, still energizing people, giving them hope during the pandemic and really helping them feel like they were using this time to professionally grow. And they obviously in all of that made made some friendships. So tell us about MRX Pros, how that happened and what your role was in it. So MRX Pros is led by Janet Standen. 
and there's about 130 people in it right now and it is it operates very much uh, you know like one of the many places where you can ask questions and give answers and it's not really it's not a sales platform it's a content platform so anybody can be a part of it um get asked jan janet <laughs> give you the handshake or whatever um and uh and jane's got a series of 29 minutes two days a week so there's a tuesday series and a friday series and you can go to either or both and the tuesday series is really about content there's a 10 minute content presentation followed by a 14 minute breakout so it's the content plus the collaboration. That's a very innovative 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on Fridays, we play games. <laughs> I've heard a lot about these games. <laughs> these games are amazing. Kate Wilson, the amazing Kate, mm -hmm. PhD, uh, crossfitter, super amazing human being. She's what I call wicked smart. And that being a Boston gal, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> she is like, is amazing. Shout out to Kate and everybody else there. Um, we play games, and that sounds silly, but um, you know, part of the goal here for the industry and for myself is you know really being here to serve, being a part of Insights Association and the amazing things Melanie and all of them are doing over there with, um, with these every Friday one-hour sessions. Like, there's so much. I mean, I've had to work a few extra hours <laughs> to keep all this stuff going, but. But I love it because this, this service, uh, being part of boards and being parts of choices and working together, it's very energizing and, and you're le you learn organically about things mm -hmm. and, and new businesses and new ideas. Mm -hmm. And then the idea of belonging is really important. So this is the year of the social introvert. I was an extrovert and very unprepared for the Water of feelings that came through on Zoom, and I, I'm in the NTJ. I like my. I'm like super out. I'm a lunatic fringe of extroverted like you. Mm -hmm. But I found it very for the first time in my life with the pandemic. I found it emotionally very exhausting because I had to give like I couldn't just give a piece of myself. I had to give it all, and it was tiring. And, and people were telling me how they really felt, and I was texting with people who were really not in a good place, and I was you know, or people who are really happy or whatever. And like a lot, you see everybody's kids and cats and, you know, it was a lot yeah. of humanity. Yeah. And the social introvert, when they talk, they go right to like the, de the depth. Mm -hmm. uh, an extrovert, you can talk to me for years and like, you know, you're not going to hear it all. Um, but that was, those, those two things, mm -hmm. the belonging and the service, our MRX Pro's is magic, mm -hmm. our Jamin's magic, our Melanie's magic. Mm -hmm. Um, they're Dan and Steve Quirk's magic. Mm -hmm. I mean, these companies have all created inclusion, like there's no tomorrow. Um, Annie Pettit and the work she's doing mm -hmm. um, in diversity and the things mm -hmm. that she puts out there are very thought provoking. Right. Yeah. And I had such a great 
I've had such a great time talking through a lot of issues with uh, Lenny Murphy over at Green Book uh, oh, yeah. and Kara uh, 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 Balcom and, uh, you know, that, that whole group, uh, Colin Kennedy and, and where they're going and how they're really trying to manage virtual events and really make a difference, you know, for the industry has been super amazing. But I love what you touched on this idea of belonging. I, I totally agree. And isn't it interesting that as, you know, researchers, as market researchers, we know that that's actually at the root of brands, like, like brand loyalty, right? That it's a sense of belonging. And so it's interesting, I think, for researchers then to experience it. But I'd like to end on this idea, which I think is really special for you. You mentioned this idea of opportunity. And I don't know if you know this, but you gave a lot of people a voice during this pandemic. You gave a lot of people an opportunity to speak. So instead of hosting something and, and be like, oh, I'll fill it with, I'll, I'll teach this and I'll teach this and I'll teach that because you do have a lot to teach. I mean, Janet Stanton, my gosh, between you and Janet Stanton, I could probably get my, my, get my PhD. <laughs> she, is, she is bonkers amazing. But um, you know, this, the idea that how you guys conceived this and executed it was to give people opportunity. I even had several of my clients who got the opportunity call me ahead of time say hey can you prep me you know I, I'm really excited this is the first I didn't time. know that that's yeah. amazing See, I'm telling you I things mean, you like, don't know and those some of those people they're so but there's so much creativity and we default right. to the people who know right. but there's people in their first five years of their career who are so fascinating and they have so much to offer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I was talking with Kristen Luck about this the other day and she, we were talking about scaling my company and I'm going to be in Jamin and her consortium this year, which uh, plug out, you know, for that, if you really want to scale and grow your company, um, call Kristen Luck. Um, but uh, we were talking specifically about this because she said to me, Hey, Priscilla, kudos to you for putting Ashley LeBlanc out there. She's my executive director. She's just super smart and she knows things that I don't know. She and I have a very different form of genius and I have been making opportunities for her to step into it. And I mean, the, you know, the MR industry loves her and now looks to her for answers. And I think that we need to be mindful of that within our own groups, but you've been mindful of that in the, the industry as a whole. And I could not agree more with that. You know, next time someone asks Julie Curd or asks Priscilla McKinney to speak, you know, let it be that we say, I can, but let me but have Ann Mondi speak. That's my, <laughs> yeah. that's my protege at, at CMB is like, have Ann, have Ann Mondi speak, you know, and now, you know, yeah. Um, it's a different conversation. Right, absolutely. So I think it's about, you know, uh, it, it's not just mentoring people, which I you know you've done in the past too, but it's about sponsoring people into these new opportunities. Say, I'll be right here and you try it and you'll see that number one, it's not that hard. And number two, you really do have a lot to give. And when you talked about that with belonging, I think that people can't just belong to a group that they take from. They have to belong to a group that they give to. And that's exactly what I heard happening during the pandemic. I just absolutely hats off to you, Julie, for that. And thank you, Janet. And thank you, Jamin, for doing that. It was really meaningful at a time when a lot of people were really flailing and, and, and really struggling. Yeah, I hope it never ends. I mean, it's really, it's 
magic, absolute magic. Awesome. Well, you have obviously met a great person, but I'm telling you, you need to go connect with Julie Curd and it's Julie and the last name is K-U-R-D. So go look her up with uh, Chad with Martin and Bailey and um, you can follow them also on LinkedIn. But here's my challenge to you and Julie and okay. I are together on this. This is our challenge to all of the listeners. You heard a lot of great names in this podcast. So I will put them in the show notes on the understanding that you're going to go connect with all of these people because they will change your life in this industry and you may have something to give. So maybe you don't approach it like, oh, well, let me see what so-and-so can do for me. Maybe you could connect with someone that we mentioned today on the podcast and then you can find out what your place is, how you can always be helping. And I think that will make our industry so much better. Julie, thank you for being my number one podcast fan. I'm switching over to Spotify. So if you're tracking me, you're going to see a very big change. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for warning me. Um, Yeah. And um, from all of us here at Little Bird Marketing, we do want the best of belonging and opportunity for you. But from all of us here, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.